Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Welcome back. I'm here with part two, focused on the only thing more frightening than change is regret. With that in mind, we'll be moving forward to talk about, and then I'll ask Christian to introduce herself, who is our guest in, in this part two segment, and then we'll launch into in having a deep dive and talking about this regretville <laughs> situation. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So wonderful to be with you today. And my name is Dr. Kristen Wild. And on a personal note, I'm a mama. I have five cats, multiple houseplants. I live a very beautiful life. And it was not always that way. We touched on that kind of in our first conversation. We'll get deeper into it. As like many seekers, I've been lived through a great deal of adversity to come to this point of awareness and still evolving, still going for it. On a professional level, I have a PhD in metaphysics, so a little bit of a unique education background. Also a degree in applied psychology. I'm the creator of the therapy modality called awareness therapy. And I'm the founder of Modern Health Solution, where we help women navigate autoimmune conditions and help them cure themselves of what are thought to be incurable diseases. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Wonderful. And delighted to have you back for part two. And so talking about this area about, you know, how frightening it is when we're not changing or we live in as aspect of regret because we're not moving towards a point of change or mm -hmm. a point of awareness or growth or advancement. Share more about that. Sure. You know, there's a lot of innocence in this and this is people can be so hard on themselves and this is where regret comes from. But the thing is, is, this is how our brains are programmed. This is how our brains evolved. You think about human beings, what we have evolved through, the adversity that we have lived through and are still today. And it's different now. It's more, it's more on that mental construct now in our current society. But we used to have to physically survive and fight to survive on this planet. So you think about the brain, how it evolved. So it evolved to conserve as much energy as possible because food used to be scarce. So how would it con conserve as much energy as possible? It would create as few new neural pathways as possible. Our mind naturally resists change. It naturally doesn't want it. <laughs> Yet, that has become something that we have outgrown as a society. And now the fear of change is actually becoming detrimental to our well-being, to our survival in a way that feels 
good because that's where we've evolved to as beings is we're now more in a state where the mass majority of us have access to food, water, shelter. And so now it's that hierarchy of needs. We're now in a position where we're looking for that emotional, spiritual stability and connectedness, which is a beautiful place to be. Also, that mind is still working in those old constructs. I There's this beautiful spiritual teacher, Dr. David Hawkins. I adore him, highly recommend him to anyone. He outlined the map of consciousness and how the soul evolves. And he talks about this, about the human brain. And he said, you know, think about back in the day when they had the horse and buggy. They took the horse, they had their little horse and buggy, and then the car came along. Well, they didn't strap the car to the horse and buggy and say, like, yes, this is so much better. No, they the horse and buggy is gone. Now here's this brand new car. Well, our evolution of our brain, we have this beautiful prefrontal cortex, which makes us aware of our awareness, which is amazing. So that's like a Lamborghini. And yet we got this horse and buggy brain in the back that is our survival brain, an animalistic brain. So here we are with both of these these aspects functioning at the same time. Hence why we have so many internal arguments with ourselves, (laughs) because different parts of the brain are are vying for your attention. And so that's essentially where the fear of change comes from. That's a great summary of how um, fear happens to us and kind of in the human condition that we find ourselves in. And also it, it relates to why because of the dangers that exist in the world, either perceived or real, that mm-hmm. happens. We're always having this fight, fight, freeze, or appease um, of the limbic system activated, mm-hmm. which is in creating now for us this angst, this uncertainty, this tension, this stress that happens, which then we don't realize continues to get us stuck in a particular mm-hmm. mindset, as you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, and that stuckness is that hinders us from maybe wanting to make change because we only know what we know. Mm-hmm. And we are a little bit frightened of the unknown. And so we hold on to what we do know, even though we may not like it. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> then we get into the regret. It's like, oh my, not me, oh my, <laughs> what's going on with me? And the decisions I'm making, you know, I'm making it maybe fear-based, making the decisions that are not working out for me. And mm-hmm. I need how to evolve myself. And this is what the soul wants too. The mm-hmm. soul wants us to continue to evolve and realize there's so much more than the the brain, the limbic system that we find ourselves in and the prefrontal cortex allows us to have that understanding that there is something more that we can lean into, um, but it's still under the service of our soul and our spiritual evolution and growth that's trying to happen. And how do we gain that mastery so we don't land in regretville all the time? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And to me, something that I, because I went through this myself, I went through years of being in a marriage where really it, it was, it had fulfilled its purpose long before I decided to remove myself from that relationship. And again, it's not to vilify him or anything like that. It was just like, no, you were not, we were not meant to be together. We didn't have those same values or perspective on life. And, you know, and it's one of those things. It's like for both of us, it's like we kept hanging on to a relationship that wasn't 
of service and it had run its course. That's the thing. But there was so much fear around what's it going to be like? Rightfully so. You know, there's going to be some turmoil between getting to where you are to where you want to be. And that's where it's so difficult to take the leap because yes, it's unknown. And because you know, for a fact, there's going to be some stress going on when you go through that transition. So something that I come back to consistently is short-term pain, long-term gain. It's worth it. So instead of going through this short-term gain for long-term pain, it's like, oh, I won't make these changes because I can just handle this. I'll just have this it's like, I feel better right now because I can, I know what it is I'm dealing with. I, mm-hmm. and I feel comfortable here. You say, no, nope, I'm going to go through the short-term pain. I'm going to face it, then have a lifetime of gain from that. You could, when you consistently go with that attitude, change becomes easier and easier. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that happening. I want to go back to something you said too, that I thought was quite interesting. And, and that is, begin to say it this way, why do we make the choices to be in certain relationships? And what, what happens there? And we think it's going to be great, you know? And then once we get in the relationship, it's, oh no, or maybe a year or two years or four years or whatever years later, but we realize this is not a good fit for me, you know? And maybe it's not even a good fit from him. And I think the thing that we don't talk about uh, is karma and that karmic pattern that the soul wants you to go through to learn certain lessons to know yes mm-hmm. you know we've, we've done what we need to do we tried where we try, need to try you know, this is not working for whatever reason now how can i make sure I've, I've completed the cycle i need to complete to kind of work off that karma you know that mm-hmm. you know that you know this relationship has brought my way because the soul wants to continue to evolve mm-hmm. through this experience and not just say it's not working so let me get out of it now have i learned you know, something I talked that we talked about the aspect of the themes, mm-hmm. because life continues to repeat itself in themes for us, you know, so in its different levels of those themes, it can be at the mental emotion level, it can be at the emotional level, it can, it can be at the physical level, it can be at the spiritual level, that we're learning these particular types of things that the soul is important for, for one to learn from. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, yes, 100% agree. And that's the thing is, I truly believe as souls, we choose what family we're coming into, we choose the lessons we want to learn, and we make those soul contracts. That's why we get so uncomfortable when those contracts are done. Because it's like, and we keep going in them. When they're done, they've done, you can feel when they're over, you can feel when they're complete, when you have accomplished that. So to me, I feel like when we decide we're going to come to earth, we make a plan. It's like, I want to learn more compassion. I want to learn more patience, whatever it may be. And then you're put in the perfect circumstances for that to happen. Then you go through those circumstances. Yeah. There was times in my life where I would just say in my head, I'm like, just work in the karma, just work in the karma. it's (laughs) It's my job to stay in alignment with myself, stay calm, And like, how am I responding? That's your only job. Your job isn't to control how people behave, what they're going to do. Your only job is to respond to it, then decide, am I complete here in this relationship or is there more to learn? I will give a caveat. If it's an abusive relationship, no, that was like, that's never the plan. The, The plan isn't to stay and be abused consistently for 
a great period of time. If you're coming into awareness of, oh, I'm in an abusive relationship, that's where it's like take responsibility for yourself in your own well-being and do what you need to do to navigate your way out of that. Because it's like, no, it's, it's you may have said in your soul contract, I'm going to experience abuse, but never do we say, oh, I'm going to experience abuse and I'm going to stay in it for the lifetime to learn this lesson. No. It's- yeah, sometimes it really is a abusive verbally or physical abuse. It can be mental abuse and spiritual mm-hmm. abuse. We you know it can be yeah. so many different levels that is yeah. happening on that is important to be in contact with your soul to say, what's going on? What's mm-hmm. the lesson to be learned here? Mm-hmm. How can I learn it expediently? Mm-hmm. And then how, if this person is not willing to make change and back off from their way of being towards you, then it's your right to be able to move out of that relationship. But it's mm-hmm. also important for you to be aware of that if you keep on attracting that type of relationship into your life, then it's just saying, there's something more for me to learn. Mm-hmm. Back, back mm-hmm. out and let me and ask the universe, ask your soul, what else are you trying to teach me? What is it that I'm not seeing that I need to see here? Because mm-hmm. I do wish to see this. So that point of being, of surrendering, It's like something you said in part one that you did for your chronic illness that you were going through, that in these particular situations when they're occurring and they continually occur, it's like, I want to surrender this and see something else that God in the higher presence is trying to teach me that I'm not aware Mm -hmm. of. So that's Mm -hmm. when we people are brought into our lives to show us. Mm -hmm. It may be from a counselor to a coach, you know, to a nutritionist to mm-hmm. uh, a friend, um, mm-hmm. to something randomly that happens that allows you just trying to give you the information because you ask to have a greater awareness about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's the thing too, is coming back to that, it's, this is one of the reasons we become ill is because we become so out of alignment with ourselves, start compartmentalizing ourselves, walking on those eggshells and trying to behave in a way that fits in with your environment instead of being instead of operating from the inside out how do i feel how am i in this environment and so that's what happens is when we continuously stay and we continuously are sacrificing our own well-being the body will get sick it just will so that is a sign when you start to become ill that things are not right that there is some and it doesn't even necessarily mean that you're in an abusive relationship it could be past that is unresolved it something is unresolved within you and so that's where when you just start to get sick you know pay mm-hmm. attention what's going on what do i need to change something needs to change mm-hmm. this is if the body's trying to give you warning signs but we continue to not look at the warning signs or <laughs> yeah. think it's something else, interpret it differently and not taking that quiet time and that still time to ask, mm-hmm. what is it that you're trying to show me? Because it's human nature to want familiarity. Mm-hmm. And so because we want familiarity, we know what we got. We don't know what we got on the other side. So we end up staying to a situation that the universe never said we need to stay in because maybe the two are coming together because this other person had to learn how to control their temper. Mm-hmm. And while you are learning how not to appease mm-hmm. the situation, yeah. if the other person is not willing to learn what they need to learn and not willing to listen or hear what they need to learn, then you can be able to say, you know what? I'm sorry. I need to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Off I go. Bye. See you never. 
And that's <laughs> and that's the thing is, and that's learning that. And then that person will go develop a new relationship. They will have their connection in where they're learning lessons. I think we've talked about this before is you take yourself with you. So if you're not done learning that lesson, it will come up over and over and over until you do. You can see a lot of this in dating. These days, people are becoming more aware because they have no choice because people are, um, especially women are saying like, no, I'm not going to put up with that. And now they have the radar because they've had the experiences without having those experiences before they wouldn't really know better. And so now it's like within 30 seconds, you can say, oh, I see where that person is on a vibrational level. I see how they operate. And that's a no for me. Mm-hmm. instead of taking, because often what happens is like one more step, we'll see one more step. And we're ignoring that internal, mm-hmm. you know, gut feeling that visceral feeling of something's not right here. And then mm-hmm. you just go, oh, well, maybe I'll see. And we start making excuses. There we are again, we end up in these mm-hmm. relationships. It's part of it because each time you learn more and you get to the point where you can see it within 30 seconds, you go, nope, that one's not for me. <laughs> Right. And that ability to set boundaries mm-hmm. and to be able to know what is important to you and what isn't important to is the development of your character. It's developing of who you are so that you're making wiser choices and decisions that are in attunement with your soul progress and your soul evolution, because the soul needs harmony to be able to evolve and grow. It needs for your ability to listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and take on the promptings that is trying to move you to your greater good. And also, as I mentioned in in our part one, it requires discernment, too. So you're in attunement. But that requires a sense of harmony, peace, and willingness to be able to listen and call upon your higher self to guide and direct you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what do you think is the keys to not keys to change that doesn't land you in regretville? (laughs) Yeah, well, this is this, the whole topic about regret is very interesting, because there is there's several studies out there, where they study people that are near end of life, they set like their biggest regret was not enjoying life more, not enjoying those moments and being, you know, being worried and, and not taking those chances, not doing the things that they wanted to do. That was their biggest thing was regret for not making those, those leaps. So when you go from that end in mind into wherever you are in in your life cycle, you can see that's going, that's what you're going to think about near the end. Hmm. So when you can have that in mind, and I think this is a thing too, with society is becoming more comfortable with death, that one day these bodies, their day will be done. Whether you live an infinite number of lives or one life, it doesn't matter. You only live one life as this being, as this identity, as this experience. So go for it. That's easier said than done. But when we look at it that way, it helps us shift our mindset around change, around the fear of change, because you know that actually what's going to be worse in the end is not taking those steps, not moving forward in those directions. It can be something as simple as wanting to take a pottery class. And I never did it. You know, things like that. It's just go and do it, live life because the whole purpose of life is to live. I'm, feel as souls, 
we get excited to come to earth, which is funny because when we're here, we're like, as if, you know, (laughs) this is hard and it is life is hard. That's another piece too, is when we start to realize that like, yes, life will be difficult. The goal isn't to make life easy. It's to be more peaceful, to be more at ease, but it will never be easy. It wasn't meant to be. That's not what we're here to do. We're not here to be on easy street. We're here to adapt, transform, and have these experiences. So without change, that's why regret comes in because this is what we came here to do. Your soul knows it. So your soul's like, is just like, let's go. I'm excited. And the mind's like, "Ah, I'm scared. And so it's bringing them into agreement and alignment so that you can make those changes with confidence. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think I would add to what you're saying too, is this quality of alignment. You know, that when we're in alignment with our true source and attunement, which we talked about a little bit last time about the flow, now that we're in that flow of things, mm-hmm. it makes life more joyful, joy-filled, so that the difficulties or challenges that we find ourselves going through we're also um, going through with a, a merit of mirth, you know, kind of that centeredness and that, okay, you know, let it come. I'll get through it because I know I've got all these troops of a- angels on my side to help me to move through it. And also, it's this, this, as you're saying, we're here to live life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the process of living life more abundantly and through the process of having to go through some challenging and difficult situations that we start to understand that if I'm more go a little bit more to the right, which is alignment and attunement with my higher self, I get through it better. I, I find I can find humor in some of the situations that I find myself in. I find that it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I thought, looking back, okay, it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But I did learn this, and I did learn this, and I did mm-hmm. learn this that allows me to continue to evolve and grow in my soul and my harmony and my peace as I'm going through the different experiences I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's it. You, you really touched on something there when it, like, when we look back, it's like, oh, it actually wasn't that bad. It's like where we suffer is in the moment. And it's so funny because when we're actually going through the experience, we're not suffering. We are where we suffer is in remembering it. So it's really interesting because that's a lot of what anxiety is, is taking those past experiences, bringing in, bringing them into the present moment, looking at them and then projecting them onto our futures. That's often, again, why this fears come up because it's like, well, this happened. So it could happen again or something like that could happen again. Yes, it could. Whether you're going to make major changes or not, that's a reality. So when we can face that, it's like no matter what, things can go wrong, but you've you handled it before and you'll handle it again. Yeah. And it does hit, you know, when you were talking about that, it, the thought that came to my mind was around women who experience loneliness, mm. which is their suffering, you know, because of maybe a mindset or a belief pattern, you know, that they're um, engaged in and that kind of moves them into uh, feeling like they can't change for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is they can make the changes if they choose to do so. And even though people may give them information about how to do that, they're still not willing to do it. Have you experienced that in your work with people? 
Yes. And I've experienced that myself. I mean, I think we've all gone through, majority of us gone through those periods of time. And this is the thing. It's part of spiritual evolution. We go through a period of isolation. That's actually a rite of passage. It shows you're doing it. You're you're on your path. And what can happen is people can get stuck in a part of their spiritual evolution. This can happen in every step of the way. And that's one of the steps is that learning, that introspection, that internal, we need to, that isolation period. And you can feel, it can feel like no one around you gets you and that you can't connect with anyone, even if you try. And mm-hmm. it's part of it because you have to come to a point where you are so comfortable in your own existence. And it gives you the space to be it with yourself, to go into that introspection. From there, what happens is when you come into that place of surrender into that, you are given the opportunities. What can happen is people can get stuck in that. And then when the opportunities come out to move out of it, they don't take the steps. It becomes almost like a comfort thing where you have this feeling of loneliness and you want connection, but fear of connecting. That's innocent. It can come from past traumatic experiences. Again, it's bringing that past onto the present and then projecting it onto others. In terms of loneliness, it's again, that introspection. Okay. Am I now choosing this or is this where I'm at in this moment? And it's what I'm meant to go through. Yeah. And I like the way in which you said that, because I think isolation and knowing that it's a process of the evolutionary, as you were saying, in terms of soul advancement, there's nothing to matter with that. But somehow we glom on since I'm isolated, I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. And they can be really two separate things. Mm-hmm. Because there is a, a, an awareness that loneliness is usually um, coming a lot from the ego persona. Mm-hmm. It wants to have people around. It wants to have relationships. wants to have, wants to have, wants to have. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the soul actually needs some degree of isolation to gain a greater, a greater perspective and a shift that mm-hmm. needs to happen. And we don't know how long that's going is or will be, but there's some some degree of needing to be okay. (laughs) Okay with that and accepting that and not move it into loneliness, but sometimes make us feel needy that we Mm -hmm. can't, you know, be okay with this. But why Mm -hmm. not be okay with it? And knowing that you don't have to always be about doing something. Sometimes it's about being and being Mm -hmm. centered in that. And being mm-hmm. attuned to those lessons are being learned under this umbrella of isolation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's the thing. And again, it brings us back to our perspective in how we're viewing the experience. I have been there and it was not easy to go through because it's almost crazy making. It's like you feel like even when you are with people, you feel like you're alone in the room. That is part of the shift. It really is because all of a sudden your vibration has changed, yet the people that are in your life are still the same. And so that takes time. It's a transition. If you are willing to move through that, have the experience, you know you're moving through it when you get to the point where you're grateful for this. And you're like, okay, this is awesome. I have this period of my life where I have a ton of time to go within to really learn who I am. And I'm not going to have this forever. So I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy this time of solitude. Then you get to that point. And then sure enough, when you hit that point of surrender, things start to unlock 
beings on your new elevated frequency that's been established because you want to establish it. You don't want to backslide. You want to establish that new frequency and make it part of who you are. Your nervous system needs to adapt. Your body needs to adapt. Your mind needs to adapt. And that's why the solitude's important. And then the people that resonate on that same frequency as you will start to show up. You'll see blips of it here and there. And then all of a sudden you have a community of people around you. Mm -hmm. You've actually moved from uh, aloneness to at one met and moving from that awareness as you get more attuned and that one with yourself and being centered in that and being comfortable with that and being active around that you do as you're saying switch that vibration of that that frequency in which you're on and it allows you to attract the next set of people into your life that's there to, to help and for you to help them it's mutual going forward yeah. so that becomes important because i think that's the missing pieces that happen for people. So we get so turned into this loneliness, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's actually, it's like, don't, don't get caught in that, that don't get mm-hmm. in that web or that quicksand, mm-hmm. but look for the higher about where being alone to mo- be more towards attunement with something greater. Mm-hmm. And how do I get that sufficiency sense within me? Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you know, I can be sufficient in myself and not need so much other people or other things to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's it. Is And, you know, when you come into the state of solitude, it is often a sign that you have surrendered and that you are truly seeking joy, peace, love, those higher vibrational feelings What happens is then you stop learning your lessons, you know, by going through abusive relationships. Those lessons are done. Then you move into relationships where you're learning the lessons of peace, understanding, forgiveness, like uh, communication. And so Mm -hmm. when you come, and so this is the biggest thing with spiritual evolution. This is why I love the map of consciousness that Dr. David Hawkins made. And he explains it. You know what's going to happen in next stage of your evolution so that you can see going to that loneliness stage. If you didn't know that that was part of your spiritual evolution, and it means that you're making progress, Mm -hmm. when you look at it that way, it's a lot easier to go through. Because you can, you have an understanding of it intellectually, your mind can get on board. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. when you don't know that that's part of it, it can be very painful Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it can feel like it'll never end, but it will. It absolutely will. Right, right. It moves you out of that frightening piece. You know, as we were been talking about, you know, the only thing more frightening than change is regret. Yeah. So if we can take out the frightening piece, then we're willing to evolve and grow because we do have that greater understanding through what other people have taught us or through our intuitive not, um, nature. Or the, I think it was John of the Cross talks about these levels that you do move through your own awareness. And part of that is an isolation. And that part of that is getting a greater frequency, like a tune up. that's taken place sometimes needs to occur for the soul to move truly in its evolutionary path so it's it's very interesting to be able to talk about this and also to help the seekers to have a greater understanding that there is meaning and purpose to some of the things that we're going through and it's not necessarily happening happening haphazardly Mm -hmm. Yeah, there really is a progress of our evolution of consciousness. And we touched on this in our first episode that some of us came here to really go for it. (laughs) It can it can feel really intense, even if you are just 
so aligned and so deep within your spiritual experience and sitting and being there as a witnesser and have well awareness of your spiritual existence it is you're still in this human body you still have a mind hormones like all of these things going on so we can't discount that it does get to the point where you can overcome this biology and live as a fully aligned spiritual being, but it's a process and we can yes. come ebb and flow. We come in and out of it. It's just knowing that, that that's normal. That's part of it. That's ex exactly where you need to be. Nothing's wrong. There's no race. It's like you will come back to an enlightened state at some point in the existence of the universe. You will be back with source. So there's no rush We're we're here to have the experience. Yes. Yes, exactly. And as a part of that, on, the, on kind of on a soul note, you know, as I was talking about John of the Cross, you know, he wrote about the dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. And so in that process of isolation that we're talking about you know, in terms of isolation versus loneliness, which can sometimes gets confused, because the soul is evolving a new way that is so foreign to the outer mm -hmm. personality. And that's where that patience and all, some of the qualities you've talked about you know, is needed and a degree of acceptance, you know, that's mm -hmm. needed in order for one to continue to know that my outer mind might not know everything, but my inner self does know what's going on. And I need to tap into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautifully said. So any other last comment that you would like to make from the things we've talked about or haven't talked about that would be helpful, helpful for seekers as we're kind of winding down in this part about only thing more frightening than change then change is regret. Yes. I would say this, that denial is an amazing coping me mechanism until it's not. And so it's just coming into ourselves where, where you can say, okay, what is it that I'm in denial about? And really investigate that because underneath it all, we know the changes that we need to make for, to feel better, to have a more peaceful life, to progress. We know it's super wonderful to go into denial when we're in a position where it doesn't feel like we can make those changes. It's really taking that responsibility for ourselves. Even if we're being victimized, it doesn't mean you're not being victimized, but it's it. the only way to move through it is to take responsibility and take those steps and just take one tiny step at a time, one tiny step at a time. A really great analogy to look at it. You know, when you reach into a drawer and you go to, to pull out a necklace and you pull out a ball of necklaces that are all knotted together and you go, oh, great. <laughs> and you start pulling them apart. You pull out one knot and then another knot gets tighter. The thing mm -hmm. is, is eventually there's no more knots. So if you just keep working one knot at a time, one tiny aspect at a time, you get there. I feel like for me, that was a big thing. And that's what my mother said to me when I was going through a divorce and it was so difficult. I mean, divorce is difficult for anybody to go through, right? She would just say one step at a time and one day you'll arrive. That just kept me going. It's so true. One tiny step at a time. How true. Very much so. Because that does lead to you moving towards change. And also moves you towards not having to be regretful for any types of steps that you're taking because mm -hmm. they're all leading to your greater good under the auspices of your soul. 
and understanding that your soul is giving you promptings and helping to guide you because you're willing to take that space and time to be still and listening mm-hmm. to yourself. So you're making those rightful steps as you're moving forward. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much um, from your for your pearls of wisdom. And how may they reach you if they want to reach you, Kristen? Probably the best way to reach us is through our website, modernhealthsolution.com. No S, <laughs> modernhealthsolution.com. Yes, we have a free three-day mini course there about illness and how it truly comes to be and what's going on biologically. It's not what we were led to believe. Things have changed in terms of science and understanding. So yeah, the people can go and enroll there. We will we support women navigating these chronic autoimmune conditions. That's great. And I thank you so much for the conversation. And I think our seekers will be you know, are delighted to hear um, some of the things you've talked about that allows them maybe to think a little bit differently mm-hmm. about some of the, the topics such as loneliness or the, such as the topic of what happens, you know, to health and how to move out or how to move towards change in order not to be in regret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you again. And Seekers, I see you on the next time, our next show. Please come back, tune in, and uh, we'll have other um, topic areas as well. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.